0: It is Locked on Jazz for the 15th of June. I looked at the last 103 coaching hires, all since 2010. What did we learn on what style, type of coach is the most successful in the NBA? It's next on Locked on Jazz. bum 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 pow you are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, lots of geeky numbers today, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each And every day, this is a vintage Locked On show. I did this show dying years ago in a similar style and actually heard about a front office sitting in the room listening to it as they were then going through a coaching search a year later. So welcome to any front offices that might be tuned in uh, to this show. Uh, Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, This is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight and expertise, and hopefully making it better to be a Jazz fan, as I said. Uh, Thanks for making us your first listen each day, and I wanted to point out that this is kind of fun. Today, Locked On is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned later in the show to learn how. All right, one other programming note that I just wanted to get out right away, and then we'll dig in. Every year we do this NBA mock draft. It's the most incredible production that we do. It has over 50 insiders, all of our local experts. We mock out the whole draft. I'm actually so excited this year because with the Jazz being out of the draft, I'm not as tuned in. Um, I listen to NBA Big Board probably every day with Leaf and Richard and uh, Raphael and Sam. But this is going to be all first round, five-day series. It starts tomorrow at uh, the ultimate NBA mock draft. The ultimate NBA mock draft. All right, let's get to it. Here's what I did. This is kind of a, this is the essence of a lock show here. Um, What I did is I, there's 103 coaching hires that I graded. There have been actually a few more, but Wes Unseld, Jamal Mosley, some of these Last year, hires, I'm, I'm not sure. Jason Kidd, I, I gave him a grade. Emma um, Udoka, I gave a grade. Chauncey Phillips, I gave a grade. But some of the other hires that were just made feels like it's too early. So there have been 103 coaching hires. I broke them into nine categories. There are 56 former head coaches. So about half. 33 of those are just head coaches. Like, they've just been a head coach. 23 of those had won a lot. Terry Stotts fits into that, Frank Vogel's won a title, he fits into that in the list of of jazz coaches that are being that are being interviewed. Then so I, that that break actually I think is is somewhat relevant. Um of those 23 former head coaches with lots of wins. Then you have 12 like Doc Rivers fits into that when he went to the Clippers, when he goes to the 76ers. 12 assistant coaches with no head coaching experience but our former players so MA Udoka fits into that Chris Quinn for the Jazz fits in this search fits in for that a little bit he's the Miami assistant out of Marquette played in the league a little bit has been a Miami assistant um he was a Northwestern assistant for years. He's been in Miami since. He has no head coaching experience, but he bounced around the league um, for a long time. So he he fits into that mold. Then there are eleven assistants with head coaching experience who are non-players. So that's Alex Jensen. That's Kevin Young out of um, out of uh, out of Phoenix, and then um, Charles Lee. Uh, who's with the box, I actually forgot to put on our list today, um, out of Washington, D.C., he is. He would not fit us. he's never been a head coach, he was a player in Europe, but he's never been a head coach, so he fits into the next group, which is an assistant coach, no head coach, non-player, okay, so that's the next piece of the puzzle, and then then it starts to, there are 10 of those. I say there were 11 assistants, no head coach, non-player. And then there's three head coaches that are both assistant coaches, um, three players with, a, with head coaching experience, and former players. We don't have that on our list. Um, then there are five former players, three former college coaches, and two foreign coaches. There are some little tiers inside each of these that have some relevance. So for example, a former assistant, non-player, but head coach. There's a difference to me between, and results here, between Nick Nurse and Taylor Jenkins and Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan was in his head coach on a collegiate level where Nick Nurse and Taylor Jenkins, and Alex Jensen in this case, were a head coach in a G League model. The little bit of that seems to matter. Quite honestly, the head coach, having head coach assistant, head coaching experience collegiately, non-player, doesn't feel like a great match in the NBA. So that's the first thing. I broke down it into the 19 categories. 20, 33 just former head coaches. Like, eh, they were head coach, they got experience. Dwayne Casey in Minnesota. Eh, not a lot of wins. He ends up getting another job, he ends up doing well. Former head coaches with wins at that point. this point, they're they're established they've won 23 of those. 12 assistant coaches, no head coach, but a player. 11 assistant coaches with a head coach and a non-player. Ten head coaches, no player, no head coach. So that's, in our group, that's Johnny Bryant, that's Lamar Skeeter, that's Will Hardy, that's Sean Sweeney, that's Charles Lee. Assistant coach, with head coaching, with player, former player, former coach, former, uh, foreign coach. And there's also former GM. That's the hit. Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr. That one's interesting to me. And I tried to go through... And wonder if there's anything to it. There's not a big enough sample size, but there is one candidate that's never that's not been mentioned, has not been, and I don't know why, but it's an interesting one. Brent Berry of the San Antonio Spurs front office interviewed for the Portland Trailblazer head coaching job last year, has not been mentioned at all this year, but that's a former player who's been a broadcaster and been a GM. That's Steve Kerr. Pop had been a former GM, former collegiate head coach. Danny Ainge was actually a former broadcaster head coach, then broadcaster, and then GM. So just throw another name out there. that That's a model we haven't hit yet. I graded every single one of these coaches one to five. This is arbitrary. I tried to do the best I could. You know, Quinn Snyder got a four. For his run with the Utah Jazz, Taylor Jenkins got a four, if not close to a five, for what he's done with Memphis. To put it in perspective, Uh, you know, uh, Nick Nurse got a has gotten a five for what he did in Toronto. He won a championship. Frank Vogel, I think, got a five for his winning a championship in Atlanta. Terry Stotts got a four for his run in Portland. Um, Fifty percent of the coaches came out as a one or a two. About 40% of the coaches or about 30% of the coaches came out as a three and 30% of the coaches came out as a one, as a four or five. So 30% of the coaching hires, 31 of 103 turned out to be a hit, a little higher, about 33%, 34%. Okay. And 50 of 103 turned out to be a one or a two. And then 23% were right in the middle. So that's the methodology of what we did, or what I did. We, me, and the mouse in my pocket. So when we come next of those thirty percent, those fours and those fives, who were the most of them, and what at what percentage rate did they hit? Are you taking notes? I know it's a little heavy, but it's unique to Locked On Jazz. It's what you expect. And it might give you a different insight on who you think the Utah Jazz head coach should be at the end of this process. There's a wild card out there also that needs to be talked about. And that's Jason Terry. His coaching candidacy has been dismissed, which to me, by, by most people, which to me is almost borderline offensive. Just want to throw it out there. I'm not sure why. 17-year NBA pro, assistant at Arizona, spent a league year in the G League. Nobody's ever done this. This has never been done. Non-assistant NBA, went right away and got his head coaching experience. He's been in the league for 17 years. Frankly, former players with no head coaching experience actually do pretty well. Jason Kidd's been okay. Steve Nash is okay. Danny Ainge was pretty good. Like Doc Rivers in Orlando was okay his first time. It's been pretty good. There, That actually is, former player just stepping in is not a bad hire at, in this league. And here you've got Jason Terry, who actually took the time to go to the G League to get his experience. Like, pretty interesting to me. Not anywhere on our charts, though. All right, we'll talk about that and continue. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. My good friend, Steve Carter, over at Intercap does amazing work. Um, The reviews that come in time and time again with Steve just make my day because it means that a lockdown listener just had another amazing blowout, fabulous experience. Uh, Our COO of the company has used Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending is a Utah-based company uh, that just continues to grow and expand because why in lending, the way you grow and expand is you get deals done. And if you're Steve Carter, the way you get deals done is with this incredible attention to detail. With He walks you through the process. You guys probably have a pretty good idea. You can see my messy office every day. You probably have a pretty good idea how my mind works and my interest in like collecting paperwork and all that kind of stuff. And Steve has gotten me the best deal twice and gotten me through the process both times. Give Steve a call at 385 885 8528 Or if you can't remember Steve Carter's number... Just email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and I'll set you up. It's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. If you do call Steve at 385-885-28, please make sure that you tell him you're locked on so that you can get the locked on corporate discount. That's Steve Carter. That's Intercap Lending. That's me making your day better. Today's show brought to you by Arcade One Up. This is so great. I'm gonna tell you how you can win a Shaq NBA jam coming up in just a few minutes. Today's show also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, you pick two to five players over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry, and it's just you versus a projected number. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's easy. Go check out the daily fantasy made easing with the award-winning app prize picks you will love it it's easy it's fun it doesn't have to be nba you can play any of the collegiate sports nfl major league baseball soccer mma or more for a limited time prize picks has exclusive offer no brainer of an offer for all of our users you get 50 dollars for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point but you must use the code nba that's right this is exclusive offer available to lockdown fans sign up today Use the code NBA, get 50% for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a point. Might as well do it for game six, because the season could be over. Thanks very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. I mentioned it earlier, NBA Ultimate Mock Draft starts tomorrow, so go search it. We'll be on Locked On NBA feed, I believe, and maybe the NBA Big Board feed as well. So um, go grab it. It's super show. I'm really excited to have it out. All right, let's do it. Here we go. This is what you're do- ready to hear. So... got four or fives. 10 of them were former coaches. Not even former coaches that like won. Just former coaches. That's about 30%. 10 of the 33, 30% of former coaches turned out to be a four or five. Pretty interesting. Like track record, not guaranteed. Eight former coaches with wins like so that they had Terry Stotts, Frank Vogel would fit into that for right now. That's also 33%, a little higher, 33%, other coaches were 30 This is the the interesting one. Assistant coaches with head coaching experience, non-player. These guys are hitting at a pretty good rate. So assistant coach, head coaching experience, non-player. Those coaches, five of them have been a four or five. That's a five out of nine, or five out of, excuse me, five out of 11. That is a 45% hit rate. And if you dig in a little bit more on this, and you get to the fact that it's a head coach non-player who's been in the G League, it gets even better. So this takes us to Alex Jensen. And this takes us to uh, Alex Jensen and Kevin Young. Here are some of those coaches. Brent Brown in Philadelphia was an assistant coach with head coach, uh, was an assistant with head with head in Aust- in Australia. I gave him a three. Nick Nurse gets a five. Jay Triano in Toronto was a head assistant with college head coaching. Er, gets a one. Jim Boylan, longtime assistant head coach with college experience, gets a one. So I'm saying that's a little bit of a miss. Uh, Tom Thibodeau was a longtime assistant for 26 years, and at the very beginning of it, he had coached at Salem State for a year, so he falls under this, and he got a five with the Bulls. You can decide whether you think that's valid or not because he'd been a 26-year assistant by that point. Um, but here are the others. Taylor Jenkins gets a four. Assistant coach, head coaching experience of the G League. Dave Yeager, assistant coach, head coaching experience, no player. Gave him before. Chris Finch, longtime assistant, head coach, no play- in the G League. I gave him a four, Pride deserves a three. Minnesota, hard to tell, it's early. Qu- Quinn Snyder, assistant coach, head coach, both college and G League, G League trumps. Steve Clifford, longtime assistant no- with a head coaching in college, he got a three. You go take just the G League coaches hired over the last 12 years in the league and your hit rate is really high. Nick Nurse, Quinn Snyder, Chris Finch, Dave Yeager, Taylor Jenkins, Nate Bjorken misses. This is a pretty good argument to Alex Jensen or Kevin Young or Jason Terry with a head coaching experience but no assistant. I don't know if that actually, you know, on a former player where that fits. But this one is Kevin Young, Alex Jensen's calling card right here. That of the six assistant coaches hired with G League head coaching experience since 2010, five of the six have been a really big success. Nick Nurse, Quinn Snyder, Chris Finch, Dave Yeager, Taylor Jenkins. Worth noting all white male okay I don't know if that's some in bias we're suddenly coming up with that we don't shouldn't be but that's worth worth noting three assistant coaches with no head coaching and no player were four or fives and that's at 30 percent so that that's super interesting because that's the same exact rate as what we had for head coaches. In other words, the those coaches that were assistants, but no head coaching experience, no player, that's Johnny Bryant, that's Sean Sweeney, that's Charles Lee, that's Lamar Skeeter, that's Will Hardy. I'm forgetting some people. Um, those coaches are hitting at 30%. We'll dig into them in a second. Two GMs. Former GMs, Popovich and and Steve Kerr. And Pop was hired before 2010, but he's in there. Um, And then this is interesting. Assistant coaches, no head coaching experience, former player. So that's Emma Udoka. Emma Udoka is just two of 13 have hit. So that's not a great model. The former player assistant, usually a longtime assistant, Larry Drew, Ty Corbin, those don't, those have not hit with any success rate at all. All right. The next thing we're gonna do is go into each of these categories a little bit and look at who they are, what we should take from it, and what we learn. We just did that with the G League head coaches because that's pretty darn interesting. Um, To break down, we'll now break down each of those a little bit more individually and see what we learn inside each category. But the early, early take here to me, who's in a front office somewhere we should go look at? I actually think there might be something to that. It's not a lot. It's a pretty small sample size. The assistant coach with head coaching experience looks really good. And former coaches look pretty good. Assistant coaches, no head coaching experience, no player. They hit at the same rate as former coaches, 30%. Not a huge difference here, but let's dig in a little bit. The one that does really click seems to be that G League coach. That seems to be something to And the one that doesn't click is the no-head coaching experience, former player. Chris Quinn, to me, is like really one of the candidates that jumps out of the chart to me. He fits into that. So that's a little interesting. All right, we'll continue. Look at those things. And let me tell you how you can win Arcade 1-Up. This is pretty cool. Um, So Arcade 1-Up is the leader in home retro arcade games bringing the best games ever back. They've made them bigger and better than ever with Shaq edition. Boom, shakalaka. That's right. NBA Jam is back. It's the Shaq edition. Just clear, jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire, do all the fun things. One of the first sports games ever to feature real digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Complete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards. Plus... Making you more connected than ever. Pre order now from Arcade One. That's arcadenumber1.com. Early September shipment date. Arcade One is the f- place for fun. They also have Mortal Kombat, Golden Tee, many others starting at th- just $3.99. We're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to the Lockdown listener. Enter for your chance to win a game console for your man cave at ArcadeOne.com. onecom Lockdown. That's arcade the number one. Up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter to win your NBA Jam Shaq edition. Don't miss out today. Enter today, arcade1.com slash locked on. And then the real question is are you letting me come over to play? Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.net. The number one place to get all your sports gaming information. Celtics are a three and a half point favorite for game number six in Boston on Thursday. By the way, they've got everything up there from NBA player futures to basketball futures to Euro basketball. Uh, let's see, on uh, France, by the way, Serbia is the favorite at plus 275 for 2022 Euro basket. And then Rudy's playing. So France is number two at plus 450. Um, They've also got all sorts of other fun ones. They had a jazz coaching one for a while. NBA draft is up for a while. Um, where the Lakers are going to finish. There's every bet imaginable you could possibly get on the um, Lakers right now. The, they have the first pick of the draft. Jabari Smith is minus 175. Chet Holmgren is 115. And Paulo Benchero is plus 900. It's interesting, on the NBA Big Board Show, Leif Tulin and Rafael Barlow, two of our experts, both had Paulo Benchero's number one on their big board. And, um, and Leif actually has J- as uh, Jabari Smith down at like four. Kind of interesting stuff. Go check it out for your second listen today. Locked on NBA Big Board. All right, here, let's break these down a little bit. So assistant coaches with no head coaching experience and non-players. Assistant, so this this has had some big success, but some of these head coaching experiences um, have been around for a long time. So Mike Budenholzer is the biggest success here. Frank Vogel has had success here, and Eric Spolstra has had success here. Assistant coach, no head coaching, no player. That's the three out of 10 that have had uh head coach have been successful, no head coaching, non-player. That's there have been ten of them. That's a hard one to follow. This is the majority of our candidates at this point are non-head coaching, non-players. Um, and they've gotta, you know, they've gotta conduct the room. The best being, as I said, those guys, Spolster got a five, Vogel got a four, Budenholzer, Probably in Atlanta. Budenholzer in Atlanta got a four. Budenholzer in Milwaukee got a five. Here are the failures on these. Lloyd Pierce. Kenny Atkinson in Brooklyn was not a great success. James Borrega. Ryan Saunders. Mike Malone in Sacramento. David Fisdale in Memphis. And Steven Silas in Houston. Those are pretty big misses. Seven of the ten on no head coaching, no player. Johnny Bryant, Lamar Skeeter, Sean Sweeney, Will Hardy, Charles Lee, who I'm hearing great things about, uh, all come out on the seven out of 70% of those hires have been a one or a two on my scale. We talked about assistant head coaches Assistant coaches with head coaching experience, non-player, right? Just a minute ago. That's Nick Nurse, Tom Thibodeau, Quinn Snyder, Chris Finch, Dave Yeager, Taylor Jenkins. The two fails were college five of the six that played G League hit. Now let's go assistant, non-head coach, but a player. Okay, so this is an assistant coach, no head coach, but they played in the game. And so this gets us to this year. What's interesting is it feels really good because... You're dealing with uh, M. A. Udoka, and you're thinking that this probably um, should work. Now, what's also interesting about this is it seems to me there's a little difference as we dig into this of whether or not you are a longtime assistant or whether or not you're not. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, I've got them all. All right. So the big hits are Ty Lu was a assistant, former player, brief assistant, former player. We don't actually have this in our coaching search, by the way. Then there's really no other major hit here. Larry Drew in Atlanta was a longtime assistant, no head coaching experience. He was an 18-year assistant. He was okay. I gave him a three. It probably could have been a two. Jeff Hornacek in Phoenix, I gave him a three. Might have been able to be a two. Lionel Hollins in Memphis, I gave him a three. Long-time assistant, no head coaching. He had been a brief head coach in Vancouver for a year, so that one's kind of a little funky. Monty Williams in New Orleans. No head coach, former player, three. But there's a bunch of busts here. Jacques Vaughn, Brian Shaw, Chauncey Billups, Earl Watson, Luke Walton. So that one doesn't have the greatest success rate. Only t- Two of the 12, M.A. Doka and Ty, Ty Lu, have been hits on non-head coach former player. But that's, interestingly enough, not on Danny Ainge's list at all. Former players, Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson, Derek Fisher, and even if you back that one up, that one's had some success. And then former head coaches who've won before. What's interesting here is not a lot of these. Re- you th- This one's actually surprising me because my thought would be that these wouldn't bust. But a bunch of these actually do kind of bust. Avery Johnson with the Nets after winning in Dallas. Lionel Hollins with the Nets after winning. Now, maybe that's a comment on the Nets. Mike D'Antoni with the Knicks after winning in Um, Stan Van Gundy with the Pistons after winning in Orlando Scott Brooks in the Wizards I gave him a two maybe a three Frank Vogel in Orlando Mike D'Antoni with the Lakers George Carl with the Kings Doug Collins with the Sixers after winning earlier in his career those weren't great hires and those are former head coaches that have won before now on the flip side Rick Carlisle wins a title Mike D'Antoni, pretty darn good in Houston. Frank Vogel wins a title in LA. Ty Lue's been pretty good for the Clippers. Doc Rivers has been pretty good for the Clippers. Nate McMillan was good for the Pacers. Tom Thibodeau was good for the Knicks. But not, that's not outland. I mean, that's Terry Stotts, Frank Vogel. That's not knock your socks off. In this process. It's good, right? Doc Rivers, 76ers, is good. He comes in here twice. Mike Budenholzer, success in Atlanta, Milwaukee, five. That knocks your socks off. But if you look at these of the former coaches, eight of eight of them are four or fives so of the 23. That's a pretty good rate. Nine of them are ones or twos, though. So former head coaches who've won, seem to have an equally good chance of hitting at a four or five or busting at a one or a two. And then the wild one is that just former head coaches. They've had their head coaching experience, but they didn't wow you in any way, shape, or form. I just wrote them down as former head coaches. Dwayne Casey in Minnesota, Mike Woodson in Atlanta, Jeff Hornacek in Phoenix, Dave Fisdale in Memphis, you get the idea. Like these are coaches that like, yeah, they did their thing. These, This is the majority of 33 of them. Only two of those came out with fives. Stan Van Gundy in Orlando after spending a year in Miami and Doc Rivers with the Celtics after his run in Orlando. Six of them came out as fours. Dwayne Casey, Terry Stotts, Mike Malone in Denver, Nate McMillan in Portland, Jason Kidd, and Kevin McHale. So eight of 33 just blasé former coaches have success. If you're following these numbers, this tells you that Terry Stotts and Frank Vogel, as former head coaches who've won, have a pretty good chance of having a pretty good run, thirty-three percent of them are a four or a five. Thirty-three percent of them are also kind of not great, but it's that's kind of the reality. And if you go back to our original numbers, remember fifty percent of all coaches got a one or a two in our numbers. So if it's only thirty-three percent, that's probably this. That's a pretty safe route. So Terry Stotts. Now, non-assistant coach, assistant coaches with no head coaching experience. And a non-player, 70% of those were a one or a two. That means the Charles Lee, the Will Hardy, the Sean Sweeney, the Johnny Bryant, the Lamar Skeeter, pretty risky. And the numbers would tell you the least risky of all of these are assistant coaches who've had head coaching experience. Kevin Young with the Flash, Alex Jensen with the Canton Charge. And Jason Terry just should not be dismissed in this process. Now, I've probably missed somebody who's a candidate here. The one other candidate that I have not mentioned um, is the behind-the-bench Boston Celtics um, uh, Joe Missoula. Joe Mazzula is just 33 years old. He has been a head coach at Fairmont State and been an assistant for two years. Um, Fairmont State is a Division II school. He would fit under the gym, college Jim Boyland, um, Tom Thibodeau, um, Jay Triano, assistant, not long time, college coach, uh, and those have not been great. Otherwise, I think we've covered everyone. We've put them into their little boxes, and we'll see what impact it has in your mind on who the Utah Jazz should hire as their next head coach. Hope you enjoyed that exercise. Hopefully, you think it's unique to Locked On. Hopefully, it's value content. This is what we talk about all the time, and hopefully, that's why you tune in every day. This is Locked on Jazz. Remember, Friday's show will be a Ask LOJ, so send me in any of your questions with a hashtag Ask LOJ. Have a great one. Thursday edition tomorrow, we'll look at, continue to look at candidates and teams. It is Locked on Jazz. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Thanks very much for tuning in. Now make Locked on NBA Big Board your second listen.